I'm extremely keen for gym owners listening to this to understand the three best ways to emerge from a shutdown if it happens again and what they can do to create a strong, healthy, profitable gym environment for not only them, but their staff and their members in a way that bulletproofs them such that they don't have to deal with the same struggles they faced during the shutdown if it didn't go well for them. Before we get you to the episode, I wanted to make sure that you knew this episode is brought to you by the Active Life Seminar, which is completely remote. No need for a hazmat suit, no need for masks, no need to touch strangers right now, no need to hop on an airplane. The seminar is completely remote. The Active Life Seminar is the first step in setting up coaches and gym owners for success in their business. It will differentiate you from everybody else out there in regards to what you're able to do for your clients. If you're interested in learning more about the seminar, head to activelifeprofessional.com. Get yourself on the early access list for the next seminar date. Remember, they're all remote, so there's no travel necessary. These seminars sell out in under 24 hours and they sell out exclusively from our early access list. Get yourself on it and we'll see you there. And now, here's your episode. Hello, Active Lifers. Welcome to another episode of Turning Pro on the Active Life Podcast. I'm Larry Geyer and I'm here with Dr. Sean Pestucci. Got it. That was a good intro. I have been thinking about this all night. It is a post that I drew up on the whiteboard yesterday and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since we started talking about it. I'm extremely keen for gym owners listening to this to understand the three best ways to emerge from a shutdown if it happens again and what they can do to create a strong, healthy, profitable gym environment for not only them, but their staff and their members in a way that bulletproofs them such that they don't have to deal with the same struggles they faced during the shutdown if it didn't go well for them. So- What I find really interesting about what we're about to talk about is, first of all, I've been thinking about it a lot also, to the point that I sent it out to graphic design to build a graphic of it as a slider post for Instagram like a week ago. This And we never discussed it. And you came to the same conclusion on your own, which is really cool. The second thing is, it's really catchy to put in the title how to come out of a shutdown, especially when places are starting to shut down again. The reality is this is how to build the business model that you really want to operate and that in shutdown, should it occur, should it be occurring right now when you listen to this, that's the time to, to do the foundational work of what do we want to be when this is over? And, and that's the value for anybody who's dealing with shutdown, minimized business. The value of that is, is you have an opportunity to reimagine a business that in most cases was not thriving for you in the first place. What is it about what is it about belief and what people can be doing better? For those who are thinking, dude, it was shut down, what could I have possibly done? Mm-hmm. Right? We saw a lot of gyms that didn't do okay, that did well during the last shutdown. Yeah. How can we start talking to gym owners now such that they understand, hey, there's a lot that I can do to not be in a position where I have to decide am I going to be alive or not? Well, the, av- the average ProPath gym increased revenue through shutdowns. That's the average. Um, there were some that didn't, and there were some that exploded in a positive way. The average grew. 
I believe that that is mostly due to them having clarity around what they're able to do for their members from a bigger perspective than providing good workouts. Because when, when COVID hit and the rhetoric out there was, well, you don't sell fitness equipment. You don't sell workouts. You sell coaching for a lot of gyms. That just frankly wasn't true for the gyms we work with. It was, and they were able to make that transition because their members were buying coaching from them, not workouts. So I think that the thing that gyms need to do right now is really start to look at what they're doing and have the hard conversations. And these conversations suck. They really do. Like when we looked at our one-on-one service two months ago and we said, we're the best in the market and we're not anywhere near good enough. That conversation sucks. It sucks because it hurts to make changes to your business model. It hurts to, to look at what you're doing and be proud of it and understand that it needs to improve at the same time. It's a hard line to tread. And I believe it's perhaps the most valuable one to tread. Okay, we're proud of what we have to offer. It is a very good product. How do we make it a transformative product that we never have to sell because everybody in the world is just coming to us for it? If it's that good, it will have that result. So that's where I think gym owners right now need to be thinking. So what's the what's the immediate What's the immediate action and what's the middle and long-term action for how they can be thinking about how to start acting now to create something that is going to carry them and all the people that rely on it in a huge way? Well, I think we can go through the three models of gyms that we understand very well, that we help gym owners build very well so that they can start to identify, okay, does one of these three frameworks work for me? Is this, mm. does one of these three represent the kind of gym that I want to run? If it does, maybe you end up working with us. If it doesn't, you definitely don't. And, or maybe you come to us with something that we, could, we hadn't even thought of ourselves and we help you refine it. But at the end of the day, it's, you're looking at how do I make my business better using a framework around this is a business, not a hangout club where all mm. my friends and me work out. So let's let's take them through those first three, and, and let's why don't you describe that first one, which is the classic group fitness model with one on ones. Yes. So to give you some context around this, we believe at Active Life that there is no such thing as a one size fits all business model for anybody. I'll give you examples. We teach gyms how to run the active life hybrid model, which is 50% of your class is spent with individual design. And we'll unpack this in momentarily. The other 50% is spent individualized in a group and there's a personal touch point every month. We'll get to that later on. Like I said, we believe that is the most profitable way to deliver high value. But it is not the only way to deliver high value. And for many gym owners, that option is not attractive. They love their group class community vibe and they want to be successful with that. 
if we ran out into the public and said, it doesn't work, you have to go this way, the first person who stood up and said, well, I do it the other way and I'm doing really well, would disprove our thesis and they would be right and we would be wrong and it would be the wrong kind of wrong to be. You know, we seek to be wrong, but not to be dogmatic. Mm -hmm. So let's discuss that first way. Let's discuss the group class with personal training. The first business model that we can dive into is the, the least of a departure from what the standard gym typically operates like. This is going to be what we would consider a higher volume, lower price to the average member business model. It's group class every day, all day, personal training for those who want or need it. This business model is one in which we believe that the gym owner should strive to have the equal number of personal training sessions per week, that they have classes per week, and that the gyms take, the gyms take home cash on those personal training sessions should be the cost of a single class plus 20%. The cost of a single class plus 20%. That 20% is left aside so that when they're accumulating enough revenue, they can actually put somebody in to be in charge of all the personal training in the gym. There should be a fair amount. If a gym can get to this, to this spot, effectively, all of their group class revenue is paid for by personal training. They now can take whatever their payroll is and put that into the bank because it's been paid for by personal training. How you get that personal training is the rub. In this model, the coaches in the gym need to have the highest level of sales skills of any of the three models that we're going to go over because the gym is leading with our most valuable solution to your problems is the group. The coach needs to be able to step into that momentum and provide alternative solutions for the membership. There's a nuanced conversation the gym needs to be able to have and an elevated conversation that the coach needs to be able to have. And the coach in that situation needs to be able to deliver a wildly different experience one-on-one -on -one than the member is getting in the group. Right. This is not, this is not the group workout given in a one-on-one -on -one Absolutely session. Absolutely not. Okay. And why is this high value for some of the members? Because what's going to happen here is you're going to end up finding yourself making 50%, 50% or more of your revenue off of less than 20% of your membership. So what that means is 80% of your membership, 90% of your membership potentially is going to be paying you a fairly low price. And there's going to be 10 to 15, 20% of your membership who is like, yeah, 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 I'm down for a much higher priced service that's a much higher value. And they will opt into it. And this is actually, it's interesting that we get to this spot. The big reason why many gym owners don't do this is not only because they're not sure how to sell personal training or how to do personal training, because once they know how to do that, they still don't do it oftentimes. It's because they're looking at their gym and saying, I mean, nine out of 10 people are going to tell me no. Yeah, it's exactly right. And the one out of 10 who are going to tell you yes are going to make up 40 to 50% of your revenue. Mm. And that's good. 
It is good. And so the other side of that is I did say high value for some of your members. Yes. There is going to be a portion of members who are underserved here. They're not necessarily if, underserved. If they're, you don't make sure that all of them who want or need it are taken care of. Yeah, but they're, but they're only underserved if you're not actively selling to everybody in the gym to make sure that they know that they can opt into a higher value service. Understood. They're appropriately served if the one-on-one is an offer and not an ask. Got it. You understand the difference? Yep, yep for sure. I want to make sure our audience does. Mm-hmm. The offer is, hey, we have this service to provide you with an elevated level of outcome should the group class not be able to get you where you want to go. All you got to do is let us know that you're interested in doing it. And then, of course, as a gym, you need to facilitate the opportunity for them to ask. The underserving happens if the people are not getting results in the group class. The members care that they're not getting results. And the gym model doesn't accommodate for getting them results. Mm. That's not necessarily the case. Group members might be getting great results and be very happy. And there might be a very small subset of them who want one-on-one. Many gyms don't know how to help that very small subset without disrupting the whole. That is one of the things that we dive deep on with gyms who are interested in that. It's mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the three models that we believe is most effective. Understood. So it's that group and offering one-on-ones, making sure that you can effectively, the coach needs to have the skill to effectively identify someone who wants or need it, mm-hmm. qualify someone who mm-hmm. wants or needs it, and then effectively enroll them if they want or need it. Yeah, this is one of the gyms we work with has been a CrossFit gym for 14 years. I mean, they were one of the first hundred ever. And they don't want to run the active life hybrid classes as their gym model. They want to run a CrossFit gym. They're really good at it. So we taught them how to provide elevated value to the small subset of members who want it. And they've just about doubled revenue in a year through COVID Mm. in a state that was one of the first to shut down last to open. And as we sit here speaking about it is shut down again. Huge. Mm -hmm. Let's look at model number two. Mm -hmm. Model number two is described by group class. Some of the active life hybrid model class. You know, can we go back really quick? Sure. I want to give some context. Them doubling their business, having their best months ever, that was not them going from eight to $16,000. They're clearing $40,000 a month for the first time in the history of their business. Paying coaches full-time salary to be full-time coaches. Paying themselves a salary plus a profit. That's what we're talking about. Got it. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yes. Okay. No more glossing over that. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Ready for model number two? Ready. Okay. Model number two, described by group class. It's a group fitness model plus some active life hybrid classes mm-hmm. plus some one-on-one when and where appropriate. Mm-hmm. So the active life hybrid class, allow that to be a stand-in for you of an ongoing program that's higher value than your standard class. The active life hybrid class is the way that we believe you can best do it to attract an audience, but you might have a gymnastics class every day at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. that members pay twice as much or three times as much to be a member of. I don't think people will pay that for gymnastics. But that being said, the idea of this is we believe that there's enough members in our gym who would like a higher value of service and would like to do it in a group, but not so many that we could flip our entire business model to servicing that type of problem. Okay. 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. 
6 a.m. and 7 p.m. I don't care what times you put it on the schedule. I mean, I do, but not for this conversation. You have a class that's offered once or twice a day that costs your members two to three times as much as the standard membership and solves a radically different problem than your standard class solves. You offer one-on-one training to people for whom that class is still not the appropriate solution. So who is that class not a perfect solution for? Well, people who are lacking competence and confidence in the way that they move. People who need more intimate conversations and settings and oversight with very low training age to be able to do things properly. Those are the people who get one-on-one training Mm -hmm. above and beyond the class. When they're in the class, if they're in the class, they go to the one that has a lower lower ratio of members to coaches, meaning you're not running 15 or 20 to one here. This is maximum 12 with an extremely well-seasoned coach. Every member in this class has an individual program designed for them, totally custom from scratch, that accommodates for the, the first 30 minutes of class. First five minutes, everybody heats up together. Next 25, everybody goes to their station and does the workout that their coach wrote for them to get them to their goal faster. The next 30 minutes, everybody in that class works out for the same stimulus. It's your group wad. But the members in that class have coaches who've already customized Mm -hmm. the daily workout so that that member doesn't have to go ask somebody how to change the workout, who doesn't fully understand what their goals are, fully understand what their limitations are, and fully understand just how much of a burden that person feels like to come up and ask that question. And burden to the coach and to the class. So they get to save a lot of emotional energy. Exactly. And now we've had members in our pro bath who've run this two different ways. One way is a class that is completely isolated to being this kind of a structure. One is some of the members in class are on this track and some of the members in class are on the general track. This member is paying more money because they're getting the program designed for the first half and the second half. This member is coming up to the whiteboard asking coach what to do. They're paying a little bit less, a lot less. The other thing is if you're in that hybridized model, you're getting a personal touch point every month. Maybe that's a personal training session every month. Maybe it's a nutrition session. Maybe you're meeting coach outside of the gym for a coffee to talk about your goals and how you've been doing this year. One of our gyms does that and their members love it. The idea here is you're going to have less money per month from people who are in that hybrid class than you will from people who are buying ongoing one-on-one personal training. Mm. It is easier for people to opt into that than for one-on-one training because it's less cost prohibitive. So volume there is going to be higher than your one-on-one training volume. And when somebody no longer needs one-on-one training, that's a great option to downsell into. Clearly, previously, the group wasn't working for them the way it was. It's difficult to go from, I'm going to do everything with you to have fun in group again. This is a great intermediary to have that class there. Right. So that you, you take away this space for them to fall through and into mm-hmm. Love that. And now the, the, the unique value that you're going to need to have here is going to be messaging it's, and it's messaging from top down. So it's, it's less about coaches ability to sell. So coaches need moderate sales. Skills, coaches right? need some sales skills. Yes. The, the real sales skills here is in the pre-framing for a member who's looking to join the gym and for members who are active in the gym so that they can understand how they elevate into this class. Or if they they should start in this class 
from Correct. the get-go. Correct. And, and, and if and when they should be in the regular group class or not. And there's a lot of complexity to that measure, to right. that, to that messaging, which is why my belief is this is actually the hardest of the three models to run that we're going to talk about. So you don't necessarily need more skill than you do to effectively enroll someone in your regular group model gym. You just need a very nuanced understanding of the difference between the two so you can communicate to them, which is best for them to start in. Yeah. And you're going to need a little bit more salesmanship because people are going to say, well, that's one third the price. Are you just trying to sell me something more expensive? Right, right, right. And, and and that's where you need to be able to have, this is who's good for this. Mm. This is who's good for this. Which one do you identify as? Know your products. Right. And, and, and know your client and, people, and, and, yeah. and let them understand. Mm. Well, I want those results, but I identify as that. Well, you need that. And so this is going to be a model that allows for more value to more people. So the first one was high value to some people. This model is going to give more value to more people. And it is more difficult to run than the first one because of the human nature of, I want to downsell myself to a less expensive class. Got it. If we can move on to that very, very exciting third model, we can understand what's possible here. And this is one that we believe um, only the best gyms in the world are going to effectively be delivering. And this is one that is described by a gym who wants all of their members to be attended to to the greatest degree so that all of them get exactly what they need for their unique special snowflake shapes such that they can get to their goals fast. Snowflake in a positive way. Yeah, meant that in a positive way. So I believe that there are two models out there right now who are at total odds with each other in terms of their value proposition, who both do a really good job at offering their value proposition. OPEX and CrossFit. OPEX gyms do a really good job of getting people world-class results one-on-one. CrossFit gyms do a really good job of getting many people very good results and some people world-class results in a many-on-one situation. The very fact that those two things can both work to me is astonishing. And it really speaks to who the audience in that building is going to be. What I thought was important was to look at what does OPEX, for example, do extremely well? Well, they get outcomes. They get personalization. They intimately understand their their client. What does CrossFit do really well? They provide a stimulus that gets people results if they come in and do it. Of course, both of those are if you do it well, there's exceptions to every rule who do it poorly. There's exceptions to every rule who do it exceptionally, but both when done well can get results. So what I wanted to look at is why do people go to CrossFit? Why do people go to OPEX besides marketing and sales? I believe the person who goes to OPEX is drawn there because they want one-on-one attention. They want something really specific to themselves. I believe the person who goes to CrossFit is looking for a fun, exciting, um, efficacious way to get fit. I actually believe there is a subset in the middle that we're missing. It's a subset who wouldn't go to an OPEX because it's boring and who won't go to a CrossFit because it's intimidating or it's too intense or it's just not aligned with what they want to achieve. How do we marry those? And that's where the active life class model is born. And I believe that the active life class model can be run inside of a CrossFit gym. 
I don't know what the rules of OPEX are, whether they're allowed to do it or not, but I think it'd be valuable if they could. And that model is the first five minutes of class, everybody heats up. The next 25 minutes, everybody gets individual, completely custom program design written by their personal coach to get to their personal goal. The next 30 minutes are spent as a group getting that community vibe, that fun vibe, working out together in the same workout, customized, not custom, customized for them by their coach for that day. So let's just pretend, for example, the workout of the day was Fran, thrusters and pull-ups for those of you who don't know what that is. And a member in the gym has knee issues and shoulder issues probably shouldn't be doing thrusters and pull-ups the way that they were written. Their coach who's been assigned to them understands that and understands their goal. Their first half of class is going to be spent improving the way that their knee and shoulder function. The second half of class is going to be spent getting them really fit in some version of a super high-intensity, short-duration stimulus workout, just like Fran. Similar-looking movements, Similar looking rep schemes, potentially similar speed. We're getting them the closest thing to the stimulus. The workout is for with keep while we keep them in safe, responsible parameters. Yes, exactly. And progressing them so that they don't have to stay in a safe place forever. They can move, they can expand what's safe for them over mm, time. That's what the first half of the workouts for. Yeah. yeah. Now this model is by nature requires staff to have a very high level of coaching acumen. You need to be able to get people results that the CrossFit gym can't who won't join the OPEX gym. That's hard. So we believe it's important to train the coaches on that. Secondary to that is in order to do that, in order to employ a coach like that, you're going to have to pay them more. We believe that the floor for a coach who can train like this should be no lower in anywhere in the country than $50,000. When you say floor, I want to make sure everyone here is listening. You mean minimum salary. Minimum pay. I don't think that it's incumbent upon the gym owner to say, you work here, here's $50,000. I think it's incumbent upon the coach to make themselves worth $50,000 to be in that gym. Thank you for that distinction. You're welcome. And I don't think that the coach needs to make that in their first year working there. I think that it's reasonable for a coach to earn their way to that by building their roster of clients through the gym and keeping the members who join happy and inspired to be there so that they come back month after month, year after year. But after you put in your dues and you're doing the thing for yeah. real and you're there, it should be minimum what you can make. Yes. Now, this gym model will require high level of acumen for the coach. And I believe a fairly high level of acumen around the marketing of the service. Once members are there, once prospects are there, the sales should happen fairly simply because there's no other gym that can solve the problem that you've effectively spoken to in your marketing. And to me, that's what the full-blown healthcare clinic of the future looks like when it's a gym. And we want to make sure that people understand we're happy to help you with any model that you prefer you can run. Mm -hmm. the, the purpose of this is for you guys to see that there are much more effective ways to create that strong, well, healthy, profitable Not Not any model. If, if you're, if you're looking for a strictly fun model, mm. that'll work. We just aren't inspired to help you with it. Yeah, sorry. Any of these three that we mm -hmm. pointed out, um, we're really good at helping people with. And so it's it's if you want to run one of these three, we're very, very effective at making sure that you can have the environment that will not only help you thrive during a shutdown, but that 
if you kind of caught on a little bit late, that the very least you can emerge stronger and more healthy than you've ever been. Yeah. And the, the thing is this, you don't have to pick one of those three. A lot of gyms who we work with in the beginning are like, there's no way I would ever run that class. My members wouldn't go for it. Like, okay, that's fine. Start with group plus PT. And we help them ramp up their revenue and their impact in that. And then they're like, all these PT people are looking for something that's not quite group class anymore. They're, they're ready to move out of one-on-one. You ready for the hybrid, the active life class? Yeah, you know what? I'll throw two of them on the schedule. Great. How are those classes going? They're full. Do you want to add more? I don't know. Okay, well, that's a decision for you as a gym owner. And we have these conversations with gym owners all the time. We're not going to project our values onto you. We're going to help you match your values with your solutions. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you want to add about the distinction between these three and what the, what the, what people, what gym owners can be taking into the next few months where a shutdown might happen Mm -hmm. such that they're equipped for the road bump when they face it and they feel more confident starting to ask themselves the right questions to move forward. Just that if you want to be a coaching business, be a coaching business. And understand that in order from the group class with some PT to the full-blown active life class, your highest risk for loss exists in the group plus some PT because that small percentage of people who are paying a large percentage of your revenue may be the only ones who are interested in paying you when the rest are not getting the fun and the excitement of the class. The When you go all the way to the full-blown active life class model, one of the days per week that we teach gyms to do is programmed at home so that members can understand the gym is a luxury. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. And should a shutdown happen, should you be stuck on, vac- you know, on vacation or you're hurt or whatever and you can't make it in, we can help you from anywhere. And so there is no hiccup there. Huge. There's a lot of comfort in that. And excitement. Yeah. Turn progress. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Active Life Podcast. If you did, please be sure to head to wherever you listened to it and give us a quality review as well as five stars if you can spare them. If you want more from us, feel free to follow all of our social media accounts at Active Life Professional, Active Life Rx, and Dr. Sean Pastuch on Instagram. Remember, at Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym. And the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. We also believe that that future is now. Time